never get the truth Never get wise Wise Kill their lives Kill their lives They control the media They control the media They control the media There we go They control the media Good morning. May 31st, Monday. 2021. Like that song, Van Morrison, they control the media. Who's they, Van Morrison? Who do you mean by they? Are you anti Semitic? How are you guys doing? Oh, bling bling. Got some desktop notifications. How are you guys doing today? How was your weekend? How is, uh, you know, it's not like you can answer me. <laughs> That's okay. Just know that I care a little bit. Not a lot. I mean, not. I'm not really super concerned. Uh, you know, you know how people are when they say, oh, how you doing? They don't care that. I mean, sometimes they care a little bit. <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, what a day. Black pills, black guy. Yeah, we're just, you know, I don't know why you guys, just, you know, you guys associate me with uh, binge drinking, you know. That's why I, I, I kind of do these other ones to just balance it out a little bit. I'm not a perpetually um, over-the-top, furious, crazy person all of the time. It's just 95% of the time. <laughs> it is what it is. Turn your thing up, then. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I got... Uh, early morning uh voice stuff going on you know so <laughs> yeah the whole election video thing i, I should probably clear everybody's got an opinion you know every everybody which is fine you know but <laughs> i've never seen so much uh i, I i'm not even sure what the word is uh fear maybe just outright denial from people. Uh, the amount of fucking hate mail I got for that video far, far exceeds anything else I've done, which is interesting because I've I've had some pretty spicy takes for a couple of years now, and I've had a couple of videos, millions of views and stuff like that. But this one, for some reason, really, really kicked a hornet's nest, and um, it's it's people. The people are just kind of desperate to believe that things are not bad you know they want to believe everything's going to be okay everything's going to be fine batman's going to come and you know like they're babies like they're children like you know like you can be worried about things but you can go to bed and don't worry mommy and daddy will sort it out that's basically the attitude of a lot of these people so when i talked about the uh the so they they voted last week in a house motion put forward by the bloc quebecois the separatist party I guess that has no fucking real reason to exist in Canadian federal parliament, but because Quebec gets special treatment <clears throat> anyway to, uh, to not have elections during the pandemic, you know, and rather than see the implications of this and understand this for what it is and what this means and, you know, I, I'm going to go into that exactly because apparently some people need it or handheld through this. Um, 
and more so for you know because I don't like to be misrepresented and other people they love to do that they love to you know take things you say out of context they like they love to assume what you meant without asking you what you meant or clarifying or really even spending any time thinking about it the crate yeah, yeah you know <clears throat> so we've got a government now that is obviously out of control I don't think too many people would disagree with that anymore except that you know the, the people that are completely buried in the sand and not paying any attention but even even you know on, on i've had people on other uh sides of the political spectrum i've had like hardcore leftists contact self-admitted you know contact me and send me messages saying listen you know we don't fucking obviously agree on a lot of things here but this is you know the gov you know but no one else no people aren't people aren't standing up to the government nobody's saying anything like the, the, just because you're you know, a, a hardline liberal progressive, you know, eh. they don't want to live under the boot of authoritarians either. And they don't, they don't want to be locked in their homes for either. And they don't want to be, um, you know, there's a lot of them that don't want to be forced into a, into a vaccine and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, this isn't, this isn't really a partisan issue. Having your freedom is not a, a partisan issue. Having, being able to live your life without, uh, being intimidated, fear, repercussions. I mean, so yesterday, I, sorry, I get sidetracked a lot. If you don't, <laughs> if you're not used to this, this is how it is. If you're if you're a therapist that frequently deals with people with ADHD, and you know, then then you, then you're right at home here. But otherwise, last night I just wanted to go. I was like, you know what? I want I want a, I want one of those big fucking Reese's candy bars. You know the big the big suckers, the great big cups that are like two inches thick they, they're hefty you know like you could hit somebody with it and they'd be like ow like they're you know i was like i want one of those i'll get one of those got halfway to the store and i was like fuck i don't have it christ i remembered yeah they're gonna want a mask you gotta have a mask to go in there and you know somebody's gonna call the cops they're gonna freak the fuck so i was like fuck you know what never mind never mind so we went home <laughs> Like you can't even do basic things anymore. Like every part of our life has been toxic, like polluted by this. There is literally nothing left that you can do that has not been infiltrated to some extent by this overreach, this this tyrannical medical creep. Um, you can't even watch a hockey game. Everybody's you know sitting in pods, or there's nobody in the stands. Meanwhile, there's 23 states or something open in the U.S. Pretty much the entire country now, um, except like California, New York are still locked. You know. The media will have you believe this is, oh, no, every, you know, but Texas, Florida, the entire Midwest, you know, they're having uh, 100,000 peoples at these at these events, UFC events, football events, baseball games, like everything's fine. There's no you destroyed medical. And up here in Canada, we're locking down harder than ever. Um, they're arresting people for organizing demonstrations, not even going to organizing a demonstration is now illegal in Canada. Not even just going to one. Like, you're, you're going to be arrested for pre-crime, essentially. Todd McDougall was arrested. Winnipeg Alternative Media. There was an arrest warrant for Chris Sky. There were several other people involved in that crew over there in Winnipeg. That, um, you know, it's crazy. We're, we're, you know. So, the with all this and all the spending, the reckless spending, and I talk about Pierre Polyev and, you know, the WE charity scandal, and he's talking about hyperinflation. Like, hyperinflation is no joke. People don't understand what this means. It means that you're going to be spending $55 for a box of your children's cereal next year. That's what you're looking at. You want a steak? $100. I'm not kidding. Like, that's... And it's not that, th that it becomes more expensive. It's that your money becomes far less valuable because they've printed so much of it. And now you need so much more of it 
to, you know, to, to match the, uh, the market. And you're not going to get this money. They print the money for the, for the top 1% people, right? The, 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 comp- the corporations get bailed out first. Billions and billions of dollars. Oh, and tonight, uh, this one might be a little wild. I'm going to go at the health healthcare industry, spelled with a dollar sign, pretty hard. They get a lot of money, more than the military, just in the last few months. Um, and not doctors and nurses either. We're talking about public health authority, bureaucracy, bureaucrats, people in suits, making writing tickets, making laws. And like these people are, are being very, very, very well paid. These pharmaceutical companies are making billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars, just, just in Canada, never mind the rest of the world. All of this is going on, all the spending, all the hyperinflation, all the money printing, all the scandals, all the, you know, cooperation with the Chinese, uh, kidnapped citizens in China. Um, you know, <laughs> how many liberal, sc- uh, you know, the, the amount of scandals in the, in the defense department, like this, this place is clearly being run by shenanigans now. It's, it's not good. And it's quickly spiraling out of control. Things are going down the toilet. Now, the parties over the last several months have been campaigning and collecting money, a record amount, I believe I read in the conservative party's case of fundraising, donations, campaign money for an election because that's their job. That's what they do. They're, they're politicians. They're there to enact policy, politicking. So, you know, their entire purpose is to attempt to, as best they can, steer the country in the direction of, of their constituents, which is, uh, you know, and I'm speaking on behalf, you know, on, not on behalf, but speaking in the case of the conservative party in this particular case. So you've got a lot of people that hate, you know, Justin Trudeau, they hate what's happening, the carbon taxes. And I mean, I can go on and on and on about all the issues there are that are just absolutely insane. Uh, the, the transgender crazy, you know, agenda for the kids, you know, four-year-old gay pride parades and all, you know what I mean? They're not even willing to attempt to dislodge Justin Trudeau. They're not even going to try. After everything that's happened, they fundraise all this money, and they're talking about a spring and summer election, and then when it came down to it, they all, except Derek Sloan, said, you know what? It's just not that important. We're just not even going to attempt. We're not even going to try to get Justin Trudeau out of there. And one person commented like, well, then Justin might win a majority. Is that what you want? And I was like, no, that's a typical, typical Canadian attitude. I haven't even started yet and I've already given up. Yep, that's Canadian attitude right there. It's hard. I might lose, so I'm not going to even try. That's what the entire government did. And at, at best case scenario, never mind the fact that 90 or so MPs across the board, liberal, NDP, uh, PQ, conservative party uh, would not get their pensions they wouldn't get their very very juicy pensions because you need to do at least six years to get a pension because that makes sense right what other jobs can you do for six years where you get a lifetime pension 90 of them 90 90 or so more of them uh, would lose that should they lose an election so rather than risk their jobs and their paychecks they were, they, yeah, you know what, let's, nah, we're, we're all going to vote in favor of suspending, no, we're not going to have an election during a pandemic because it's too dangerous. This is a flat out lie. They won't even tell you the truth. That's what's, cons- that, that disturbs me greatly. They're not even going to attempt, like, it's theater. They don't actually give a shit. They don't actually care. Pierre Polyev doesn't actually care. 
if he did, he would quit the conservative party. That place is a fucking mess. The leader is a joke. It has no principles and values. It goes left and further left on every single issue year after year after year. He's been there the whole time. And what he's either extremely naive or he's just not that interested in really, you know, he's still pushing the vaccine uh, necessity thing. Here's another here's another angle to it. Again, for Pierre Polyev, this guy that everyone loves so much. And you know what? I, I liked a lot of what he was doing, but this was just absolutely uh, this is unacceptable. I can't uh, I can't possibly endorse a single person in that building for any reason ever again, just based on this one situation, one situation alone. He believes or at least officially on paper, Justin Trudeau's government is causing the unnecessary suffering and death of lots of Canadians because COVID, right? The official COVID you know, narrative. Because of the poor vaccine rollout we've heard about so much. We don't have enough of this vaccine, and now people have to mix and match them. Health Canada has, has extended the expiry date on AstraZeneca vaccines, which are banned in 22 countries in Europe. But they extended the expiry date that's not how science works, but again, I suppose trust the science. This is what they're doing. So if you believe this, you believe this is what the government's doing, now it's going to give people expired vaccines and, and, and all of this and risk people's lives. And uh, You're not even going to try. You're not even going to try and get this guy out of office. What does that say about, about everyone in that building? And the vote wasn't, and I believe, I don't know what I said, 307. It was 314 to 1, I think was the correct number. It wasn't, it wasn't. 270 to, to 36 or whatever. It was one person. One person was free to vote their conscience. Are you telling me every single person in that building doesn't believe it's not it's not even worth attempting? It's, we're not even going to try. So everything bad, everything that's happened with Trudeau and, and the liberal regime, and they're a minority government, by the way. This is a minority government, if anybody can believe that. Everything they've gotten away with. They're not going to try and stop censorship bill c10 they're not going to try and stop the un takeover bill c15 they're not going to try and stop the out of control money spending they're not going to try and stop the lockdowns they're not going to they're not going to or if you believe that they're not going to even try and fix the vaccine problem they're not going to try anything they're just going to sit there that's the pro that's that's the crazy part and and why what was their excuse because it's not safe it's irresponsible. They said it's irresponsible and unsafe to have a, an election during a pandemic. I have a question. What's the difference, Pierre, Polyev, specifically, or any of the rest of you, Aaron O'Toole, Andrew O'Toole, Eric O'Toole? I don't remember. What is his name? He's very forgettable. No one will even remember who this guy is, you know. Alex Ruff, my old CO, you're a, a, a conservative party MP. Can you answer this question? Can any of you have the fucking balls to answer this question? What is the difference between a vaccination station and a polling station? Let's see. We've got a designated building or several, you know, around the city that you live in. There's, you can look up online where they are. You can register to go there ahead of time, make an appointment as it were. There's the dates and times that it's open. There's some staff there. There's lineups. You got to wait in line. You got to wait your turn. You got to sit in chairs. Then you got to go fill it. You got to sign some things. Then you got to go behind a curtain. There is no practical difference. Why don't you just hold the, why don't you just hold the election? Uh, why don't you just hold the votes inside the vaccination stations? They're done. There's no logic to this at all. 
This is just bold-faced me, 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 and fuck you. Fuck you, the Canadian taxpayer, the Canadian citizen. They're worried about number one. They don't give a goddamn hoot about any single one of you. And they prove it on a daily basis. They weren't even going to try. They're not even going to try to get rid of Trudeau. In fact, they're so unconcerned with everything that, that's going on in Ottawa, all the corruption, all the scandals, all of it. They're going to let him, you know, the, the, next, the next election is not scheduled for another several years, right? Two years? We're not even halfway through this guy's term yet. And who's to say there's even going to be an election? Because apparently all you have to do is say things are unsafe. There's an emergency. Uh, we can't have an election right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Just say it's unsafe. What about what happens when the Emergency Measures Act gets passed? Do you think they're going to stop? Do you think they're going to not do that? They're not going to try and pass the Emergency Measures Act again? People are getting crazier and crazier and more and more beat down and dumbed down by the constant fear-mongering and conflicting messaging. Like, everybody's losing their shit. They're going to just cave. A lot of people are just caving. They're just giving up. They're just like, fine, I don't care. Just let me go back to normal. Well, they're never going. you're never going to go back to normal. That's the whole point. And if they can just not have an election because pandemic, well, then what's to say that there's ever going to be an election? Because who's to say when the pandemic ends? It ends when the media says it does, which is never. It was two weeks to flatten the curve. We got to save grandma. Then it was, okay, well, just until the second wave is over. Then it was just until we get vaccines and then we can go back. Now, no, no. Now everyone needs a vaccine. Well, not everyone, just 70%, right? 70% today. 85% 85% tomorrow, 95% the day after that, and then and then comply or die. There's too much there's so much money in this. They they you know. And nobody likes to hear bad news. So that's that's what I mean, you know, black pills, black coffee. Um you know, people don't like it. They don't they want to hear good things. They want to be they want to be told everything's going to be fine. They want to be um you know, comforted and told what they want to hear. And that's why things like the QAnon stuff are so, so popular. Um, I don't want to touch on it too much right now because I'm going to get into it pretty heavily tonight. I'm going to make an honest attempt, no bullshit, to try and fucking save these people, whatever, whatever's left. Um, I've ridiculed them a lot in the past because it is, it is ridiculous. However, um, a lot of these people, and I've heard a lot of people say this to me too. They're like, I know this person. They're not stupid. I don't know why they're believing this. Uh, it's because it's not, it's not their intellect that that's, and I don't even want to say it's a problem. These people just simply have a character trait or an attribute that has been viciously malevolently used against them to great effect. Uh, I'm kind of a cynical, cold fucking calculating killer type mentality. You know, I assume the worst most of the time and act accordingly. And, uh, I'm very skeptical and, you know, uh, this kind of thing, because I've been in the world too long. I, I'm older than I should be. I think I'm only 35, but I, I feel a lot older. Most people don't go fight a war when they're 20 years old. Uh, most people don't bury most of their friends by the time they're 25. Um, you know, most people don't deal with that many, you know, suicides and have, uh, you know, alcohol and, and drug problems and, you know, work in that kind of job and that kind of lifestyle. I'm telling you, man, it ages you fast. And one guy on, on Instagram, he's like, called me a middle, oh, nice middle-aged rant from an old man. Like, have you tried driving a pickup truck and this kind of shit? And I was like, this guy's clearly younger than me. <laughs> you know, I was like, bro, I'm 35. Or I, I was clearly younger than him, sorry. It's like, I'm 35 years old. But I mean, you know, living, uh, living stressful days will fucking age you fast. 
Nobody wants to hear. Um, nobody wants to hear the bad news. But that doesn't mean it's not real, does it? Speaking of, you know, uh, war, and maybe that's why, because I understand. I can't not understand because I was faced with it directly that bad things can and do happen. There are no do-overs. There's no exit load last save. There's no just kidding, happy ending. That horrible, unthinkable, terrible shit happens every day to people all the time. And there's no justice. There's no uh, reconciliation. There's no, um, you know, these people didn't get their kids back. All right. They're gone. 18, 19-year-old kids blown to bits in the desert over somebody else's mistake. Never even should have happened. Oh, well, the end. Your life is forever destroyed. Carry on. But because that doesn't happen to most Canadians and most people in the West, they, they're they living in some kind of fantasy world where everything works out. Everything's going to be okay. Everything Because it always has. Because we've had this, this wonderful society that uh, is, you know, falling apart now, but... Uh, you know, our, our our grandfathers and grandmothers and so on had worked on for hundreds of years to build and suffered for and fought multiple horrible wars and the depressions and all, all of the stuff, the struggles and everything they went through to give us this very comfortable, very, uh, you know, pleasant existence. But there's a price for that, and that is complacency and laziness and apathy and this, this uh, dulling of your instincts that things can go horribly wrong at any time. You can die any minute, any time. But, you know, there are no, there's no wars here. There's no warlords. Um, there's no uh, invading nations that we haven't had like plagues or earthquakes or tsunamis kill everybody. Like really, I mean, especially in Canada, we have it pretty goddamn good. We're one of the softest countries in the world for that reason. And that doesn't make me happy to say that. We're, the only place softer and more pathetic than Canada right now is, the, is, is uh, Sweden. Um, and then, you know, the list, you I mean, you can argue all day long about it, but I mean, we're all pretty much in the same boat as far as Western civilization goes. But in my opinion, Canada is number two. We're not quite the, the king of cuckery, but we're the prince for sure. Um, you know, and, and I think it, that's why that's the reason we, by and large, there has been no suffering or toil or anything. So people don't think bad shit can happen. They don't think that like things can like that, that you can't fix permanent damage like yeah your legs are gone sorry sorry kid yeah your dad uh yeah he shot himself he lost his mind and he shot himself in the head he's gone forever carry on like real bad stuff you know so when you talk about hyperinflation paying a hundred dollars for a box of cereal uh go look at venezuela there were women uh, i read the case of one she was a doctor she was some kind of pathologist or something biology i can't remember what she did it sounded expensive <laughs> in Colombia, in uh, venezuela and when the hyperinflation came uh she uh at that time anyway she maybe probably still she's probably made not alive who knows is a prostitute in Colombia, so she can feed her children because her husband was killed by the government and uh she doesn't work because the hospitals are like everything shut down and destroyed because the hype everything's falling apart so all she could do is is pimp herself out over in neighboring Colombia for actual you know Colombian money and then come back and use that money to feed her kids that's her life that is her real life now she was a doctor at a hospital you know like like not even just an MD like a, like some kind of specialist imagine that Imagine being that, it's like, you've really got your shit together. You worked hard your whole life. You went to medical school. 
you know, all of that work and all, and now you've got a family and a, everything's going great. And then the government can't, and this is why, well, what do you care so much about politics for? This is why. You don't have to pay attention to it, but it pays attention to you. You can have a great life. Everything's under control. You've done everything you can do in your power to be, to have the, build the best life for yourself and your family as you can. But then the government comes along and destroys everything without any, there's nothing you can do about it. What did that woman deserve to do to end up do to deserve end up being a prostitute? You know, she's a DNA dumpster now in Colombia to feed her kid like that. That's that happened and is still happening. And Canadians and Americans and other for some reason, because we live so soft and fat. People aren't even hungry. People in this country don't even know what hunger is. The only reason I do is because I get some training I've had in the military we, days without food. It's uh, it's not fun. You know, how many people in Canada have gone days without eating anything? Three, four days, like out in the woods, three, four days, no food at all. I've done that. It's not pleasant. But most people don't even know basic. That used to be normal. That used to be a normal thing in the human experience. Sometimes you just didn't eat today or maybe for two days because, you know, we just... There's no more grain, you know, we're waiting for the wagons to come in from uh, Sicily or whatever the fuck. Or, you know, the king took all the food, you know, now we got to, you know, bad things happen and nobody likes to hear about it, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And I don't take pleasure in this. It's not like I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm intentionally trying to freak people out and piss them off. And, and like, it doesn't make me happy to do that, but somebody has to because no one else is. You turn on anything mainstream, it's all puppy dogs and roses and sunshine and lollipops and unicorns and high fives and chocolate cakes. And that's not reality. That's not what's happening. What's happening is record suicides and overdoses. And 60% of the population is on prescription drugs just to function. Um, that's, things are not good. Things are the opposite of good. We're drugged up and brainwashed. Because, like, that's the lengths people will go to rather than face reality that, that something needs to be done. Something needs to happen. This isn't healthy. This isn't normal. This isn't good. You know? So, I mean, maybe that, that's, just, that's just how it is. Like, you know, I, I believe the universe and, you know, life on earth or, or the world, whatever. It's kind of a self-correcting system. You can live soft and, and cushy and fat for a while, but sooner or later, that, that is going to get corrected. It's a cycle. You can only do it for so long. And and you you're destroyed by uh what's what's the uh, what's the turn of phrase defeated by victory or something like that basically you just get so complacent and lazy because you've been on top for so long like the champion f effect um I don't know I'm just speculating I don't want to say this for sure but you know I I wouldn't I don't think I'm the only person who thinks this like the Conor McGregor situation. For example, if you follow UFC or the guy was a fucking killing machine. And he's a, again, obviously he's an amazing fighter. He's a fucking world champion, but there's something missing. He's lost an edge because, you know, as uh, some friends of mine and other people said, it's really hard to keep that killer instinct when you're sleeping in silk sheets. You, you, you succeeded too much and now you've become soft and now you lose because of it. So we have a society now that has never had to fight for anything. It's never had to want for anything. We've never even had to fight a war in this country. Even the wars that, fought, that we fought in Canada and the United States, besides the Civil War, have been far away. 
the people of this country have no concept of what that is. They just do what TV tells them. So we just had Memorial Day in the United States. Thank the veterans for, I don't know, something. Like They, they don't even understand. Like, they don't care. It's not like living in Syria or Iraq or one of these places where it's like, yeah, like everybody's involved in this. Like neighborhoods are getting flattened. Like kids are getting shot on the way to trying to go to school. Like it's just a it's chaos, man. You know, families are burying people left and right. Like, you know, unless you're a family that directly lost a service member or something, people are not affected by this at all. And that kind of struck me too. I remember, you know, coming back from Afghanistan and it was just like, nobody gives a shit. Like no one really gives a shit. Like, you get off the plane, like, you know, you can go downtown, like, we're home, like, a week, and it's just like, they're like, oh, you're back? Right on. We're like, yeah, I guess. It was like nothing ever happened. It was surreal. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the other other guys can, can sit, would, will, will agree. Um, I remember we were, we were coming back on the plane. Fuck, I can almost get emotional thinking about it now. Um, uh, we were on a civilian plane, like, because they, you know, they fly us out of, we went out of Afghanistan to Dubai and then Dubai to Germany and then Germany. I think a civilian plane or a C-130 or something. Uh, one, of the, one of the CF uh, uh, airliners that, the you know, our governments use to fly around and break the rules all the time and break their own COVID isolation rules. One of those. And we were flying. And uh, two CF-18s you know, came up and just to escort us in. And they came over the radio to, you know. Yeah, I just remember like, oh, it's it's okay, it's over, you know. Like I'm gonna be home soon. <clears throat> and you get off the plane, and you know, there's all of that crap and whatever. But outside the little bubble, you know, the families and stuff are there. Once that, and you get out of that, and it's like nothing ever. Nobody even noticed you were gone. Nobody even cared. Like there's no. This isn't like World War II or, or anything. Like, there's no like women working in factories around the clock and constant war bond, war bond drives and, you know, auxiliary units going up. And there's people. It was just, if it wasn't on TV, no one would even know what happened. My, the, 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 uh, and not to her fault because they never told anybody. They don't, no one cares. Like, as I said, no one cares. The uh, mother of my children, when we first met and started dating, uh, she had no idea there was even fighting going on, really. She thought it was like, oh, there's a couple of bombs here and there. But other than that, I'm like, I was showing her like helmet cam videos and footage and stuff of like, you know, basically house to house fucking, <laughs> you know, death struggle, you know, and she was horrified. She's like, I had no idea any of it. It was like that. I was like, yeah, they just don't, you know, nobody cared because it doesn't affect them. And I'm not, I, I mean, not nobody care. I, I hate having to explain this because we live in a world of absolutes now and you have to fucking be careful about every goddamn thing you say. Obviously not everyone, not nobody cares, but the majority of people couldn't care less. They're virtue signal. Let's take another example. And again, I don't like doing this really. I'm not doing it because I feel good. Like, yeah, you know, I want to make people feel bad. Um, I, I just... This is just my, everybody's got a role to play. This is who I am. I'm that guy. I'm the bad guy. I'm the guy that tells you the bad news. I'm the guy that says, uh, yeah, that's, that ain't going to work out. I'm going to tell you the truth or what I believe to be true, but I'm not going to lie and blow smoke up your ass, you know. And I, in my opinion, I think you need, and you need the other people too. You need optimistic, hopeful people to balance it out. That's just the way it is. 
But any, but you know, that's they do them, and I'm doing what I'm doing. So look at uh, let's look at the what's the flavor of the week now? I had one guy, another another one of these idiots. Mess, you know. Obviously, he's very familiar with me <laughs> and what I do. <laughs> Say that uh, you know I'm you're, I'm being divisive. You're dividing people, and you're failing to see the reality that the entire government is bad. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. And uh, he's talking about dividing people. And he's like, what people should be focusing on right now is the indigenous. The native, the indigenous people need our help. So it's like, let's not divide people. Now watch as I make this about a specific ethnic group. <laughs> let's go into racial identity politics and be like, no, not, not, not just about people in general. No, this specific group of racialized, you know, th th again, now I'm using their own words, racialized, right? Like dance puppet. Who told you to care about that? Was it CBC? They told you to care about that this week? I thought it was whamming. I thought it was me too. Or was that last week? Or I thought it was climate emergency. Or I'm sorry, that was two weeks ago, three weeks ago? The, that's what you were worried about then? Oh, wait, or was it orange man bad? Oh, no, wait, that was... These people just react to whatever they're told to react to. And what do they do about it? They virtue... They post hashtags, Facebook filters. You know, and, and one of these people was in... It was in Nova Scotia. Uh, the Nova Scotia premier decide, and a bunch of them are all can't get out, can't wait to to satisfy the frothing mouths of the idiots and say we're going to lower the flags to half mast for for this many minutes or days or time for all of the children that died at the and obviously I don't like dead kids. That's you know no, my number one priority would be to not have dead kids. It's not my issue, and people you know misinterpret what I'm saying. Like I don't give a shit. What I'm saying is the people that you think give a shit, don't. The people that you believe are trying to help are not. They don't actually give a shit. What are they doing? Oh, we lowered some flags? There. Murder solved. Problem abated. Oh, we have a hashtag. We have a Facebook filter. And that's and they're and they feel comfortable with that. And I pat yourselves on the back, Nova Scotia. That's what you're best at. That massacre last year, the RCMP covered it up. They burned evidence. They barred journalists from the whole thing. They're shooting up fire halls. There's no explanation for anything. Where the guy got the cars, the money, the guns, none of it. There's never going to be. But you made a hashtag. But you put some window decals in your trucks and your car. Nova Scotia's strong. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. All you did was put a sticker in a window. And you feel like you're doing something. That's the trick. You're not doing anything. You're ignoring the problem. You're doing a rain dance while the forest burns down is what you're doing. It's nonsense. I have an idea. Why don't you hold the RCMP's feet to the fire? Why don't you de fucking demand that the premier do something other than lower some flags? Or maybe they'll rename a bridge or something. It's, it's, it's infuriating to watch. And then I'm the bad guy because I'm disrupting their sleep, essentially. You know how people get cranky when you wake them up while they're sleeping? That's basically what it is. Jeremy, I was happy to lay here asleep in my dream world where I post a Facebook uh, filter and a hashtag, you know, Black Lives Matter or Indigenous fucking whatever it is or Nova Scotia strong and feel like we're, we're, yeah, we're doing it. You're not doing it. You're doing exactly what they want. Nothing. You're not doing anything. 
The, the, what passes for extreme activism, like literal, basic, in their minds, combat these days, because these people are so soft, is um, standing in the street with a sign. I've been told that. I've been out here every day fighting. You're fighting? That's fighting, is it? You and I have very different definitions of fighting. See, in my version of fighting, people go home in boxes. That's fighting. What you're doing is uh, activism, I guess. You know, I don't know. Uh, protesting, maybe? Like, not. this is not fighting. <laughs> okay? You're standing there holding a sign. It's so easy, old people and children can do it. And they do. That's how intense it is. You've got eight-year-olds holding signs, 80-year-old people, wheelchairs holding signs. You're holding a sign. What is that doing? It's not doing anything. When has it ever done anything? That's why they let you do it. And now they don't even really let you do that because gatherings are illegal if they're the wrong kinds of gatherings. If it's a Black Lives Matter gathering, that's fine. If it's, hey, government, can I have my rights back? That's no, That's not allowed. Hey, government, what'd you do with all the money? Nope, not allowed. What's going on with the RCMP? Nope, nope, not allowed. Justice for Floyd, 100% allowed. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know how you break those spells. Of I mean, it just, uh, maybe it just naturally will, will happen on its own. Because like I said, it's a, it's a naturally correcting system. We've lived too soft and too easy for too long. And we're going to pay a price for that. There's going to be a price to be paid for laziness and apathy. Just like if Canada was a country, it's a, an overweight 400-pound woman um, that hasn't left the couch in years and just sits there consuming shitty food, shitty TV, shitty hasn't read a book in its life, just ugh, has no healthy relationships with anyone, just screens and TV and food and couch and, ugh, you know, bed sores. What do you think is uh, naturally going to soon happen to that person? They're going to get sick and die, right? Our society is sick now, and it will die because it's not functional. It's not healthy. It's not on any kind of foundation that's going to withstand time, the test of time. How is this going to play? A, you know, imagine what happens. I was told this when I was a kid, and I, it kind of stuck with me. I, I was in the generation, if any, any people are older listening, or if you're younger and you don't, you know, you don't know. In the 90s, when I was a kid, that's when the participation trophy started to come out. And I remember thinking, what, you get a trophy just for showing up? That's, I mean, I don't know. I remember I would get medals for, like, baseball games for just being there, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, and you know what? They never meant anything to me. I have other trophies that I, I mean, we had some decent baseball teams back in the day in Pictou County. And, uh. Not great, you know, around the county and stuff and whatever against other towns. And, you know, one year we had a pretty good team and we and we won. We ended up won the whole the whole thing. And uh, we had a banquet and we had some trophies and stuff and that. And I still have those and I still remember those and I still feel good about those. I was like 12 years old or something. But I have other ones from like meaningless here. Just have a medal. And you know what? Those mean absolutely nothing to me. I don't even remember where I got them or why or for, you know, they're just meaningless tokens. And I remember the adults at the time going, what's going to happen when these kids grow up thinking you just, you just get, you get to be, you're amazing no matter what. You're a champion just for existing. That can't be good. Well, we're now reaping the rewards of that, aren't we? We're living in that generation of, of you know, I'm special. I'm a snowflake. 
right? All the attitudes, all, all the crazy social justice warrior shit, the childish temper tantrums and things you see mostly from leftists, but people on the right too. That's that generation. Now, my generation, we're in our 30s and, you know, 40s, early mid 30s, you know, maybe early 40s like that. And that's who you, that's what you're seeing. What's going to happen when generation tranny grows up, grows up? When the kids that are 12, 13 now that are so confused and they're hacking their bodies up and they're taking all kinds of drugs and chemicals and the craziness stuff that's being pumped into their heads on a 24-7 basis. We didn't have cell phones or social media when I was a kid. These kids do. They're just, just jammed. Pat. Like, What's going to happen in 10 years when they grow up and they enter the workforce if there even is one? But more importantly, that they're, they're old enough and, and they've, they've, they're out in the world now. Now they're like burning down police stations or whatever the fuck. Who knows? There literally no one can tell. No one can possibly guess what what kind of mass psychosis will take over. You've got entire generations of people that have no idea what's going on. They've lost their minds. They're crazy. They think there's 5,000 genders, you know, it they don't live in abject and that's that's the thing. Nature doesn't change. You can live in whatever kind of fantasy world you want. You can invent whatever kind of puppy dog unicorn reality you want to. The end of the day, uh, what's true? What was true five thousand years ago? What was true for Alexander the Great? What was true for Julius Caesar and Marcus Aurelius and Seneca and Plato and all these guys? What was true for Napoleon Bonaparte, Joseph Stalin, all of them, everybody from then till now is still true now. Nothing has changed. The world is the same as it's always been. People are basically the same. Their motivations are the same. The things they want, the things they'll do to get what they want, the things they won't do. Gravity, nature, it just, it is what it is. So if you're going to apply a world, like here's my method of living in the world and it's completely uh, at odds with everything that makes sense. It's completely at odds with nature. Um, you're going to end in a bit, you're going to end up in a bad spot. <laughs> Obviously, you know, why don't they just say that gra gravity's racist? We're not going to have gravity anymore. Everyone can fly. I identify as a bird person. I should be able to jump off a cliff. It's crazy. It's complete. It's complete, you know. What won't these people do? It, the, we're just going to keep slipping down that slope of uh, moral relativism and anything goes. And, you know, it's there's a and they call it progressing, progression, progressivism, progressing to what? They like Because it's change, that means it's good. That doesn't mean it's good necessarily. What if the systems we used to have were the best? They were perfected over time over thousands of years of struggling and learning and growing. And, you know, we had it pretty good. We had it pretty good. And now they've come along and said, actually, everything that you've been doing for the last several thousand years is wrong now. No, that's all actually bad. And what we want to do is all of the stuff that's basically the opposite of everything that we've all known to be true and correct since basically the beginning of time. We're going to do the opposite of those things. And for some reason, everything's going to be amazing. And uh, as you can see, everything's getting much worse, progressively worse, much faster and faster, exponentially worse. And they get more power and implement more and more of their nonsense and things will continue to degenerate until society just falls apart. We've got two-tier society now, vaccinated people, unvaccinated people. Everybody, you know, people are starting to homeschool their kids and just withdraw from society entirely. Other people have got their heads in the sand and just don't want to, you know, pay any attention to it. Other people have gone completely off the rails and are, you know, I mean, looking, looking over social media, 
a lot of the comments, um, people are, are getting bloodthirsty. Uh, that's not good, especially when, you know, society is fragmented and balkanized as it is. There's however many different groups now that believe they're the ultimate victim. That's another huge problem. Because when someone believes that they're a victim, they feel justified in, um, in correcting that wrong. If you, if you believe that you've truly been victimized, you've been oppressed, you've been, you know, whatever, then what's to stop you from doing something crazy? Because, you know, I've been robbed, I've been raped, I've been whatever. I'm justified in that, but it's, everybody's a victim now. Every single, every group, everyone's victims, everyone. Ex well, I mean, except white people, obviously. So how is this going to play out? You've got the BLM victims, and then you've got the indigenous victims. You've got the transgender victims. You've got the LGBTQ victims, which are also the same as the previous ones. You've got the uh, Muslim victims and the migrant victims and the Asian hate victims, and everybody's a victim. The misogynist victims, the, the you know. Oh. Everybody needs attention, and everybody needs handouts, and everybody needs reparations, and everybody, like... We're, we've devolved into like some kind of crazy childish nightmare and um, just how, how can this, how can this end well? You know, it's clearly not going to. You ever be at a house party or something that just is devolving into like, okay, it's time to go. You know, it's like, it was great for a while, but now it's like two in the morning and most of the guys are too drunk. And they're getting cranky and, you know, that guy's clearly on a lot of drugs and he's waving a sword around and every, you know, it's like, okay, let's, it's time to go. This is going to end bad. You know what I mean? You ever been in this? I mean, maybe not everybody's been in that I'm from Picto. If you're from Picto, you've definitely been in that situation. But if other people have not, you know, um, I had another guy tell me once, you know, uh, we, we always go drinking and stuff down in the infantry down in the back in the day in downtown Fredericton, the tannery in, in Petawawa, the warehouse and, you know, all the, and, uh, you know, we're like, what time do you guys get in? We'd be like, Oh Jesus, I don't know. four thirty, five o'clock. You know, we'd end up, you know, and he'd say, why? Like nothing good happens after 2 AM. And he's right. Nothing, nothing good almost ever happens after two o'clock in the morning. Like there's no reason to be awake after that point. Nothing good ever happens. <laughs> it's always bad shit. So, you know, Anyway, that's where we're at. We're, it's 2.30 in the morning at this house party that we call, you know, the world that we live in. And um, everybody's acting insane. And, uh, you know, this chick is trying to fight that chick over something that's made up and nonsense and not even real. You know, that guy's trying to light something on fire. That guy's talking about murdering this guy. This guy's doing coke off the, you know, counter, kitchen counter. Like, okay, I'm not comfortable anymore. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. You know, I'm, I'm leaving. Where, where are you going? You're just like, oh, I'll be right back. And you're not coming right back. You're fucking gone. You know? <laughs> I've, I've been to a couple of those spots. And that's how it feels right now. <sighs> so anyway, just wanted to clarify that a little bit. Um, the election stuff. I mean, uh, technically, the, you know, and, that, and that's where the cowardice and the softness comes in. You know, we're going to circle back to earlier. That, I get, yeah, I obviously I fucking know there's an election in 2022. Well, they'd have to amend the election act. Yes, I know they would, but do you think they won't? The point is they had an opportunity to correct the problem, to, fi to fix the shit. I mean, how in the name of God can you look at everything that's going on right now and be like, yeah, we're, this is fine. 
this is fine. They're the dog meme where the house is on fire and he's just drinking coffee. He's like, yeah, this is fine. That's Aaron O'Toole. That's Jagmeet Singh. That's the that's the entire conservative and NDP caucus. Everybody in the Liberal Party. Everybody in the Bloc. About everybody. Just oh, this is fine. This is fine. We're gonna let this continue for several more years, because <laughs> we're not even gonna try and stop it. And when someone says well, you're not even gonna try, they go, "Well, we'd probably lose anyway." If that's your attitude, that you'd probably lose anyway, you're not fit to be a leader of anything. Never mind a major political party in a Western country. Like. Get step down immediately. If you're not willing to fight for this country and fight for these people who are clearly suffering more than they've ever have, the misery index is through the roof. And you've decided to forego the only opportunity for the next couple, now for years, years now. There will be no federal election for years. It's been anticipated there's going to be one this spring, this summer, for quite a while. Because again, the unpopularity of Trudeau's government, it's a minority government. He's, you know... And with all the scandals and all the craziness, so it's it, the, the gun ban. I, there's another one, conservatives. Did you think about that? Because they were going to circumvent the uh, the firearms ban because obviously Aaron O'Toole is going to win the election and the conservatives are going to get in and they're going to scrap the firearms. But well, no, because the confiscation happens in uh, nine months. Nine, ten months is mandatory buyback time. And they're going to lie and say most people turned in their guns and whatever, and now it's time for you to turn in your, the holdouts. Now there's not going to be a, a a cash. They're not going to pay you $400 for your rifle. Now there's going to be a fine. Now there's going to be fines, and then if you don't pay those and you still don't turn them in, then they're just going to fucking come to your house and arrest you and take your shit. That's 9, 10, 12 months away. But there's not going to be an election for two, three more years. Aaron O'Toole decided that's not worth fighting for. We'll just, eh, Bill C-10, the internet censorship, they're, we're gonna, the government's going to control the internet like North Korea. Nah. C-15, the UN is going to fucking appropriate land in the name of indigenous people. Nah. Nah. Pierre Polyev, uh, oh, hyperinflation. We're going to fucking actually destroy the economy. We're going to be absolutely broke and destitute. It's going to be a goddamn nightmare. We're going to be eating cats and dogs. Ah. In the end, none of that really matters because it's not safe because there's a pandemic. That was the point of the fucking video, you stupid twats. <laughs> not you guys listening, but, you know. They, you know, actually, the election's not even till then. So you know what you're talking about. You don't get it. You can't see what's happening. You don't understand. You don't grasp what's happening. You don't know what I mean because you're just fucking stupid. You're one of these people that thinks everything's fine. Everything's great because it hasn't affected you yet because you're selfish and you don't care about anything outside of your own immediate self-interests your own immediate needs are met are you still working you still got your money everything's still fine and dandy in your little bubble of the world well vladida good for you it's not very good for a lot of people a lot of people are suffering a lot of people are losing their jobs their livelihoods their spouses their families their kids suicides all over the i've had several friends now tell me their children have tried to kill themselves young kids like 12 years old, 12 year olds are trying to kill themselves. That's the world we're in now. And you're going to sit here and pretend everything's fine because it hasn't happened to you yet. Fuck you. You're a selfish uh, cretin. And now you want to force everybody to get vaccine, you know. <sighs> Not a big fan of people, you know, <laughs> these days. 
All right. I'm going to read some of these. Uh, this one a little, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Rearranged all my windows wrong there. What the hell? What have I done? Oh, Christ. Anyway. Uh, Cadillac Slim, how are you? He says, getting paid to listen. So I shall spread the wealth. You're getting paid to listen? Well, I shall spread the wealth. Hope you're doing well. Looking forward to your Q dismantle tonight. Dagalon went. Yeah, well, there's QAnon, and then there's Canadian QAnon, which I've called Cuckanon. Canuckanon. <laughs> it's not really QAnon per se, but it's the same mentality, cult-like fantasy world mentality that is just... It's difficult to understand why people can believe this. But then I, I remember, remember when I didn't know anything? Remember when I didn't know, you know, what the governor general was? Like, when, you know, people that don't know anything about politics. All they know is something's wrong. They know something's wrong instinctually, and they have big hearts, and they, they want to fix things. And in along come these people that tell them all the shit they want to hear about how everything's going to be fine, and the good guys are going to win, and all of this crap. And when you don't know left from right or up from down, like if, if somebody, I don't know how to build an engine. All right. And if Gary Schill, and there's Gary there, if Gary came up and said, oh yeah, you do this and you do that. I would have no goddamn idea if he was lying to me or not. I have no idea. I don't know anything about that stuff. And, and that's what this QAnon has done. It's taken a bunch of uninformed people who otherwise mean well and want to help. And lied their face and just drawn them in. But they did it in a nefarious way. They told them a lot of real shit. And then, and then roped them in with that and then took them to crazy town. So nothing ever happens. That movement amounted to nothing except the mass uh, surveillance and indictment of, of American patriots over the insurrection of Capitol Hill. That's what it amounted to. That's what trusting the plan did. Now you're all literally terrorists, according to Homeland Security. I have that story later. You're all literally terrorists now. They can. That is the U.S. government's official position. You are a terrorist. You're a homegrown domestic extremist. You're probably under surveillance, like passive surveillance. Like AI is probably recording all the shit you're doing, everything you're watching, everything you're looking at, all the media, every text message, every song you listen to, everywhere you drive. All that stuff is automated. It's all grabbed. So then if you do anything... Anything sketchy or somebody reports you or whatever, all they got to do is go into their system, control F, type your name, bing, there's everything they could possibly ever want to know about you're fucked. That's happening right now because that's what trust the plan did. Stay on the couch, do nothing, don't worry about it. Eat popcorn, watch the show. That's what they told you to do. How'd that work out? I'm not trying to make them feel stupid because, I mean, I imagine a lot, some of them probably do. I fucking would. I'm trying to do, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, because we could really use these people. There's a lot of them. There's more, there's more QAnon supporters than there are people like us. Did you know that? Like a lot more, a lot more. That video that I'm going to get into later, like this, this crazy person, and I'm going to just rip her apart because she's either completely insane, a scam artist, or both. Uh, it wants money, you know, you can donate money, obviously. So if I, if I got to destroy that person, at, you know, at, to the chance of saving thousands of others who otherwise may have fallen for this craziness and, you know, bring them back down to sanity where they could actually maybe contribute. Like, imagine the power of all the people that believe QAnon, but instead they believed like real shit. Imagine that. Imagine the the exponential um, soundboard effect of that, of that many people echoing all the same things we've all been saying for years. Oof. It's hijacked, all right? The, 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 
the counterculture patriot movement was hijacked by QAnon and, you know, that kind of shit. And it's taken a lot of good people down a crazy road, and now they don't even know up from down. They don't know what's real anymore. That's how bad it's gotten. So, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. <laughs> I'm going to try to save them. Whoever can be saved, you know, it's like, I, it's like the, it's like the Titanic. I'm just going to come out there with a boat. Is anyone alive out there? You know, with the spotlight, there's just an arm goes up on a floating raft, like me, <laughs> you know, that's what we're doing tonight. That's what's going to happen. And I'm going to trash the healthcare industry because it's fucking uh, corrupt as hell. Obviously there's good doctors and there's good healthcare workers and such. However, they are vastly outnumbered by scumbags and shitheads and other doctors agree with me that I, that I know that I've talked to. I know friends of mine are doctors and like, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. They're basically drug dealers and they're just pushing drugs on people. They're all getting rich hand over fist. They don't really care. You know, it's all about money, you know, because for some reason, because they're doctors, that means they're better than lawyers and politicians and other money incentive driven industries. Right. Why would, of course that makes sense. Cocaine rim job otherwise known as CRJ, it says taking flack equals over the target. That video has 150,000 views in total in what, a day? I think it's two days now, but yeah. I, it's not even my biggest one. The RCMP one had half a million, 600,000. Omar Cotter one had like six or seven million. But this one, for whatever reason, just really fucking got them, got them all riled up. War Relish 89 is uh, morning. Got news yesterday that locally the hospitals are finally getting swamped with young people sick with COVID. Just the one hospital sent 30 young people to Ontario because no beds. Hmm. Wonder if they've had an injection. Um, a, a lot of people are getting sick from being near people that are vaccinated. Also, myself included. I was still I was sick for a couple of weeks. Not like I mean I was here doing the streams and whatever. Not like in bed dying sick, but like I had a lot of stomach problems, headaches, dizziness, like just something. I'm like I am not 100 percent for whatever whatever reason. And I was around some people that were vaccinated for a little while, and that you know, other people I know as well, same situation. Um, who knows? Who knows what the fuck is going on anymore? That's another problem. There's so many people out there being like, this is what's going on. I'm like, how can you say with any certainty you know what's going on? There's so much information and so much. It's just like, this is crazy. And it's like that. It's like that on purpose. There is real information out there. And there are people telling you the truth and trying to get the truth to you. And the bad guys know that. So they just flooded the information zone with so much shit. It's like finding a needle in a haystack. You know, it's like. You know, what I used to have a deck of cards. There's a deck of cards here. The 52 deck of cards. Find the ace of spades. How long would it take you? Not not a long time, right? Okay, here's 400,000 other decks of cards with all the ace of spades removed, and then you just dump those on the table. All right, now now try. Now try and find the ace of spades. <laughs> That's why they do it. DS Square, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Crisby's this morning having a have a coffee and a Bailey's on me. Guys, I'm not an alcoholic. I was exercising. Get <laughs> I actually used to be quite a health nut. This when I drink on stream, that's literally 95% of the drinking I do in my entire life. I don't drink otherwise. Um and before that, before I even started doing the streams, I don't think I drank at all for like five years. Um, full, uh, go exercise, you fucking psychos. Full draw scarps says, uh, take a look at David Borman Facebook page. Borman? You mean Boardman? I'm not sure who you mean. Um, I'd rather not if that's what I think it is. Oh, Dave Bjorkman Facebook page. I don't know who that is. Do I even want to know? Do we even want to know? Picture Montero says, good morning. And Cadillac Slim says, I'm at work to elaborate. Dagalon when I, who knows, soon, I hope. A secessionist movement might be literally the only way left politically to save this country. 
to save what's left of anything resembling sanity. Um, unless the West, like, cause they, they, the Western provinces have the leverage to do it. They've got the economy to do it. They've got the, uh, the resources to do it. They've got the, uh, you know, it could be done. You couldn't get away with it in the Maritimes because they have no economy. They have, you know, an aging old population, you know, they're swamped with, I mean, they're fucked. They completely depend on equalization payments to survive. 20% of Nova Scotia's entire budget comes from equalization payments. Okay. 20%. Could you take a 20% pay cut? Anybody out there and be okay? 20% of them are subsidized by Western Canada. So, I mean, that's that's really the only way out for them. Uh, otherwise, we're looking at more of the same. Because there's obviously not going to be an election anytime soon, couple of years. And even then, who knows what kind of... That's another thing. Oh, it's going to be in two years. Is it? How do you know? How can you possibly know what's going to happen in two months, let alone two years? Have you been paying attention? Have you seen the world we live in now? Let's just do a quick recap. Protests and demonstrations, illegal. Gun, guns, illegal. Internet uh, wrong think is going to be made illegal. And now elections are suspended because, COVID. like, do you see what's, things that were unthinkable two years ago are now normal. Why the hell could you, why, how can you possibly predict what kind of state this place is going to be in two years? And what kind of, what, what next emergency? Because Canada just handed over entire, all of its freedom and all of its, uh, just handed it over because they asked, because TV said, be scared of the flu. Be scared of a flu virus, which is basically no more dangerous than any other flu virus. It's the same as, it's maybe a little worse, but so because of that, give us everything. And they did. So what makes you think they could come up? They could literally, they, they, they set the bar so low that literally anything else would, would be cause for them to, to have any kind of, uh, any, any kind of totalitarian takeover. Imagine if like a nine 11 event happened now. Remember how crazy that was for those of us that were alive then and how insane that was when that happened. Imagine something like that. Th th these people are so soft now. They all freaked out and were this compliant about coronavirus which we now know is, is a nothing burger. It's not, the vaccines are far more of a problem, but we're not allowed to talk about that either. So, and they handed everything over because the TV said, be, be scared of the flu that you, you know, no one knows anybody that's died of it. Like, you know, that wasn't 80 or 90 years old or 75 years old. I don't know anybody that's even had it. I don't know anyone that's been hospitalized. I don't know any, no one. And I know a lot of people. I'm on the internet all the time talking to people from all over the world all the time. I know a lot of people from the army, a lot of people from all over the country, Ontario, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, Saskatchewan, Alberta, Quebec. I know people all over the goddamn place. I don't know anybody yet. I do know a lot of people that have died from suicide and a lot and uh, what are seven or eight people now that have died from, oh, I'm sorry, I can't say that, that have died very, very within three days of taking a vaccine. It's not vaccine related. But they took a vaccine on a Friday and they were dead on a Monday. I know about seven, seven or eight people now I know of that already. But outside of that, you know. So what's going to stop them? What would stop the government from just, uh, you know, whatever? They can just make up any kind of crisis anytime they want and take your freedom whenever they want. They've set the precedent that you will, you'll, you'll relinquish it. You can't do interprovincial travel. You can't, uh, you can't go see your kids. You can't go see your family. You can't go in. You can't go here. You can't go there. Papers, please. Checkpoints. Got to wear a mask. You got to. You can't even. There's universities now denying entry to students unless they've been vaccinated. There's employers that are threatening to fire people unless they've been vaccinated. It, again, all for nothing. So imagine what 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 it's going to be like if something real happens. They've just handed it over. So 
the idea that these people are like, oh, two years is going to be an election. You're so fucking naive. Like, I just want to smack these people and not to hurt them, really. Not like kill them. I'm not like, oh, I'm like, I want to hit you because I feel like it might be the only way to snap out and get you to snap out of what the fuck is wrong with you. That used to be something like there was used to be in movies and stuff like that. Um, and it, honestly, this is a real thing. Uh, in war movies and stuff like that. And, you know, they go, ah, people's panic and then smack, snap out of it. Sometimes that works because the pain of getting smacked in the face jolts your fucking system and the adrenaline rush, ah, it will reset your mind. And that will stop you from panicking. Sometimes, you know what I mean? <laughs> that might be a, that, that's basically, where, do we have to do that? We'll just go around and start smacking people in the street. What are you doing? You know, wearing a mask. I saw a woman, a video of a woman with a mask on walking her dog who was also wearing a mask. The dog had a mask on. Like, you just want to go up and hit them. Like, what are you doing? Snap out of it. Are you crazy? Man. Uh, great white lobster. Hey, man. He says, have y'all been trading in your fiat for metals? I certainly have. Not a bad idea. Uh, winky face. I haven't. Winky face. I don't trust his crypto crazy stuff. Uh, most of it is... Most of it is not worth... I mean, everybody's got a cryptocurrency now. It's just a, you know, I understand the skepticism, but on Bitcoin and Ethereum, however, on the other, other hand, have they're, they're not going away. Um, and they're, they're heavily invested in by all the, all the people you would, you, you know, they don't, they don't throw money away. I'll put it that way. They only, they only put money in shit. That's going to make money. JP Morgan does not want to lose money. Uh, Lloyd's bank does not want to lose money. Bank of America does not want to lose money. Like they, they don't do that on purpose. They're not throwing it away. And they didn't invest billions and billions of dollars during the, the crash a couple of years ago after saying how useless it was and pointless. And we'll fire anybody that gets involved. And then all of them and Goldman Sachs. And all that, then they all dumped tens of billions of dollars into cryptocurrency. Quietly. There was no news stories about it. But you could see the orders and everything. You're like, oh, yeah, look at that. Now that it's down to three, four, five thousand $5,000 a coin from the previous high of $21,000, they are all piling in. Now they're now they're making money hand over fist and telling you, oh well, you know maybe it's a good thing because the higher it goes, the richer they get. Now, they're not you're not allowed to make money on something until they get to make the money most of the money first. That's how it works. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of other garbage cryptocurrencies that are just like you know, oh, Rage Coin, Diaga Coin. You know, I might as well just make my own. And it's just a because the, the source code's open source. You can you can get the code, the, you know, the the cryptocurrency uh, code for for whatever and just copy it. Make t tiny adjustments and change it, name it something else. Dogecoin is basically just Bitcoin with a dog emoji. It's a meme coin. It was meant to be a joke. Dog e coin, Dogecoin, dog e coin, and it's a picture of a dog. It's just a meme, you know. But it just, uh, but people are like, oh, it's the new thing. Like, oh god, oh man, it's it's crazy. But if you're gonna get into cryptocurrency, I would Bitcoin, Ethereum. I would stay the fuck away from everything else. Everything else. Um. Um, War Relish 89 says post-truth era Welcome to clown world Yep we are in a post-truth era We're in a good luck era Pickley from Ontario says it's an information war Is what it is It's an ideological war It's a culture war It's definitely a war um, In the sense that There there can only be one winner That's why it's a war It's it's um. There's not room for both of us They want us gone And they don't hide it they're, they're never going to stop. You can make any kind of concession. And that's the, the problem with, you know, people on our side, if you want to call it the right, I, you know, I don't like to use those terms, but um, they, they think that uh, if we just debate them, if we just point out how hypocritical they are, 
if we just there's just a miscommunication they just know that none of that is true they hate you they hate you and they want you destroyed they're ideologically brainwashed and in the, you know and they think we're brainwashed whatever it's ne it's not going to change the fact that you're you're mortal enemies now and they're never going to stop until you're gone it will it, they'll keep pushing and pushing and pushing to the point that it's like why don't we just get rid of these people let's just liquidate them and they would they absolutely would they you know, I, there's examples of it all the time. You see, like the other night I had Rand Paul's shit on there and they're all laughing about him getting attacked and hoping he dies and this kind of stuff. They're despicable people. So it is, it's a culture war and you can go out and you can stand your ground and say this and that and I don't, you know, support this or I do support that. And then what happens? They send BLM mobs to your house to, to burn it down or they get you fired from your job. Like there's real consequences to this. Just because it's not with guns and, and plate carriers and yet that easily could happen doesn't mean it's it's any less of a it's a different type of a war but yeah it's definitely something like that fire pixie says i always thought of canada was our kinder more sensible cousin but from what i'm hearing from you and others is that you guys are bad shit crazy i thought that was the australians <laughs> rainbow frog yeah yeah i am um, i always suspected this place was a little you know it had an inflated sense of itself canada thinks it's a lot more than it is like it had the average person in Canada had like a, a, a greater sense of like, oh, you know, and compared to like, so the, the, the best, the, the most popular thing they like to do is compare themselves to the Americans. Well, compared to America, America has to pay for hospitals. You think we don't? We pay for, we pay way more money for way shittier healthcare. It's called taxes, guys. We pay an insane tax load, one of the highest in the world for socialized healthcare and it's complete trash. You got to wait days, months for certain, six months for net for like life-saving surgery. Like it's a nightmare. If you're really sick, anybody really sick in this country that has the money, they go to Mexico or they go to the United States to get it, to get it done. They don't wait around here. It's a nightmare. Like we don't pay for Look, Oh no, the United States, like the United States has been uh, actually relevant in the world for a long time. They've done a lot of great things, a lot of uh, you know, amazing things. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a country that is definitely whatever happens is not going to be forgotten in the history books. Canada will be more or less. We're, we're basically not really that relevant. We've never really done that much. Um, one of our greatest, uh, a lot of our greatest achievements is tagging along with the U S <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, this and that, oh, when we were, we were sub, we were a subjugated, uh, colony of the British empire. You mean that's what you're proud of? Or are you proud of the time? Uh, well, Vimy Ridge that we, we sacrifice our people in the name of King George. You mean that war had nothing to do with Canada, but because the queen sent us there. So we had to go send all of our children to die. All of the men in Newfoundland were wiped out in Beaumont Hamill. That's what you're proud of. Okay. Or the second world war where again, we just tagged along with other kids that were bigger than us. We don't really do anything on our own. We just, you know, and we, we had the, Oh, we had the Avro arrow program that time. Right. And then the United States just stole it from us. And all those guys go, went to go, went to go work at NASA. So then America got all the work for that. Like, you know, we're cocks. We're a bitch country. And uh, really, I mean, really, again, that's not true. Fuck. Okay. Again, just because you don't like to hear it doesn't mean it's not true. And uh, you're, they're proving it right now. Look at everything they'll put up with and stand up. Like, this, these people will put up with anything. This is the second most cocked out country in the world. In the Western world, only Sweden is worse. Uh, Hayes 87 vision. Hey man. He says, if you want to go hard in the medical industry, pubmed.gov is a treasure trove of info for massive vaccines spanning over a hundred years. Also, I work in healthcare and it's a fucking cult. I believe you. I fucking believe you. I should, I should go check that out. I got a bunch of stuff. I got to do some more work and get it. I got to go into town. I got to go to pure lighter and pick up some stuff and some, some packages, some things, some prepper stuff. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to 
ride my bike around for it, maybe get it washed up. <sighs> I had it all nice and clean, and then it rained for 15 minutes, like just enough to get it soaked, and then I had to go down some dirt roads, and now it's fucked again, right? Like, <laughs> like almost never rains here, and then every time, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. But anyway, uh, that's going to that's gonna do it for now. So tonight, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, as usual. What are we, 132, 133, whatever, whatever one it is, there'll be lots of yelling and craziness. And, oh, man, I'm scared. I'm scared. I didn't even watch the videos of this, I'm going to call it Kanakanon. I got through about 50 seconds of the first one, and I saw so much that I was like, okay, this is a goal. And it's way worse than I imagined. I thought it was just a random per- – there's a website. There's a whole – this person has a huge following. There's a lot of people that are buying into it, and I'm like, okay, this has to stop. I'm going to strangle this in its crib right now before it gets out, before it gets loose. But what they should have done with, uh, you know, when it, before the virus escapes the lab, you fucking lock the building down and burn it down. Like you don't let this, this escape into the public, or else it's, there's no coming back. This is literally more dangerous than COVID. This fucking this mentality of wishy-washy fantasy thinking and just inactivity, and you know, living on the internet thinking everything's going to be okay because you don't have to do anything. It needs to be needs to be stopped. <laughs> Big time. So I'll do my best, you know, and try not to. Again, I'm not trying to make fun of these people. It's it. Well, her especially, I'm going to because I think she's either a scam artist or a, or just a psycho or just a crazy person, or potentially working as a disinfo agent on purpose. But I don't think so. It's really sloppy. Like I don't. I they would do a better job. It's like oh, it's controlled opposition. It's this and that. If it was if this was being run by the state somewhere or an intelligence agency, it would be way more. It be it. You'll see. There's websites, videos, and all kinds of stuff. But it is worth finding out if it's just this person behind it, or is there more? Is there more than just uh, this crazy person that is the commander in chief of Canada, Canada's republic, installed by President Trump and the White Hats and the fucking. Oh boy, and the and the Vatican Church and all this stuff. This is just in the first fifty seconds I saw, so it was like I almost couldn't handle it. You know, uh, last one's Fire Pixie says I can't even imagine what would have happened here in America if President Trump had canceled elections because of the Kung flu, civil war. Oh yeah, well because the, the media can. Okay, maybe after this event, the media controls everybody's perceptions more or less, and all they have to do is just point. They just say go do the civil war now. Trump is is Hitler, and he did that. So you have, and they would. They would absolutely do it. They made everyone go crazy and burn down cities and, you know, because George Floyd. They, there's a cult of George. People are praying to George Floyd. They're building statues of George Floyd. That's not an exaggeration. That's happening now. Out of this this career criminal, this guy, multiple convictions for drug offenses, drug dealing, beat up a, a pregnant woman at gunpoint and robbed this guy. This is the guy they've turned into. They The media can make anything happen. Martin Luther King said that the media can make an innocent man guilty and a guilty man innocent. That's what it does. So 100%, you're absolutely right. If, if Trump had done this, they would have just said, oh, well, we'll just burn the country down. And now, and now the it, it, it works. It works. They fucking, if anything needs to be burned to the ground, it's the media. It's, um, that needs to go. TV, all of it. It, it reminds me of that Sideshow Bob episode from The Simpsons back in the day. It was ahead of its time where he wanted to uh, destroy television because it was corrupting the minds and ruining society and destroying the world, essentially. And he had a, he stole an atomic bomb and was holding Springfield hostage until they got rid of TV. Man, was that ahead of its time. <laughs> he probably should have. <laughs> what do you know? Oh, boy. Well... I'll be back this evening, 8 p.m. Eastern, Ragecast, whatever number, 132, 33, what do you know? something like that.
healthcare industry with a dollar sign and Kanakanon and other horrifying, uh, you know, whatever. Monday Night Rage Ball. Thanks, everybody, for showing up here. I appreciate it. If you don't... if you don't know, there's audio uh, recordings of this are on Spot- Spotify, Podbean, Apple, uh, you know, all the regular, all the regular places. The links are on the uh, the website and the link tree, linktr.ee/slash/rageyourdistant has all the links and everything there. Social media stuff, the Telegram channel, the Telegram channel, t.me/slash/rageyourdistant. Go there and network and hang out and uh, join the join the uh, the hate speech fun. <laughs> the wrong thing. Hope you enjoyed your coffee. Sponsored by the ProPatria Coffee Company, ProPatriaCoffee.ca. Ryan, send me some more coffee. I'm running out. <laughs> I think that'll do it. RagingDistant.tv. Greg's almost done updating the website. Looks great. Big fan. Thanks a lot to him. And uh, Chantel as well. Thanks for running the, uh, the TikTok channel and doing all the hard work you guys and stuff are doing. And the guys, the people that were running the clip channels and, and you know, Big At and other people. Like, I appreciate it so much. It's a big help. I appreciate it. Anyway, uh, I got stuff to do. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Cheers, guys. Pro Patria.